Thank you for tuning in to the 134th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk with me, your host, Daryl D. Lane. As always, wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, I want to thank you for making me and this show part of your day. We are in Buffalo, New York, the 716. Concaladine Ave, to be very specific, I can't tell you the address, though. Semi-undisclosed location. We are back spring break even though i'm not really living the spring break dream gonna have a really cool pod for you today though you're gonna have silas garrison finally in the flesh in the blood in the human form silas garrison gonna have silas on in about 10 to 12 minutes a lot of football talk a little bit of basketball at the end but me and silas are gonna cover a bevy of topics from nfl players association versus the nfl owners with uh, the new cba agreement coming up Tom Brady, potentially a Tennessee Titan. Also, I'm going to give Silas, this is the funniest part of the podcast, I'm going to give Silas some questions NFL evaluators give NFL prospects, and we're going to get Silas's reaction on that. Now, here's where I want to start. There's always a very important distinction between most valuable versus the best, right? MVP. MVP is award that and is award that is given out across the nation in college sports, high school sports, junior high sports, peewee sports for God's sakes, and professional sports. Usually that same award is also given out sometimes. For example, my football team, JV year, we didn't have an MVP. We had a MOW, Mosa, MO and MOP, MOP. Excuse me, MOP. Most outstanding player in wrestling, there's an MOW, most outstanding wrestler. So the best, basically. And there's a lot of ways that we give we can give out these awards, and there's different definitions, right? Most valuable, how much value do you bring to the team in terms of winning? You know, most outstanding, how great are you? But we're gonna use the definition of what I'm saying. MVP, most valuable. Not the best, not the best, but most valuable. For the NBA. Everybody's talking about Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis should be MVP. Giannis should be MVP. Over guys like LeBron. Or Luka. Well, here's what I'm going to say. Yes, Giannis averages 13 points, 14 rebounds, and 6 assists in about 30 minutes a night. He's averaging 30 points in 30 minutes. That is extremely impressive. And it's something we really haven't seen in NBA history. Yes, Giannis's team is the best in the NBA record-wise. Yes, Giannis is the best two-way player in the NBA consistently night to night. Yes, Giannis right now is playing at the highest level of basketball in the NBA. And it's not particularly close night to night. But that doesn't mean Giannis is a more valuable basketball player than LeBron. How could you say, Daryl? How could you say? Giannis is 30, 14, and 6. LeBron is 26, 8, and 11. Well, let's look at their teams. 
Oh my God, wait, what do you mean look at their teams? Of course Giannis wins. He has Chris Middleton. LeBron James has Anthony Davis. Oh, okay. What were the Lakers last year? Out of the playoffs. What were the Bucks last year? Best record in the NBA. Giannis is coming back to a team that has returned everybody that was very damn good last year and was up 2-0 against the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals and should have been up 3-0. And they brought everybody back, and they're a buzzsaw machine. Total team chemistry and all. LeBron comes to a team with a bunch of new players, a bunch of mixed match pieces. Anthony Davis is new. Dwight Howard is new. JaVale McGee is new. Guys like Danny Green are new. Kyle Kuzma's still figuring it out. A young player in this league. And LeBron James has them in the prime position to be the one seed in the West. Which, by the way, is a tougher conference than the East. We call the Philadelphia 76ers underachieving because Joel Embiid's out of shape and Ben Simmons can't shoot. And we call the Boston Celtics overachieving because they have two young wings in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown that are playing out of their minds. And we call the Miami Heat a feel-good story because they brought Jimmy Butler and they have a bunch of babies in the NBA and they're having some success. And nobody believes in Toronto since they lost Kawhi. That's the playoff picture in the East. Let's look at the playoff picture in the West. Clippers. When everybody talks about the best three teams in the league, the best, the best three teams in the league, who do they say? Clippers, Lakers, Bucks. Clippers have Kawhi Leonard, reigning finals MVP, defending champion as the best player on the team. Then you have the Denver Nuggets. Everybody always talks about the Denver Nuggets. Can Denver take the next step? Utah, the toughest place to play in the NBA. The Dallas Mavericks. Damn, Luka Doncic is this good already? The Houston Rockets. Always seem to be in the mix. And James Harden's probably the best scorer we've seen since Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And LeBron has that team in the catbird seat in the West. Tougher competition. Better players. And is taking a team that was not good last year and has made them great. Giannis is status quo in doing the same thing. And then I'll also mention this. Anthony Davis, as great as Anthony Davis is, what did Anthony Davis win before he was playing with LeBron James? I'll wait. Nothing. What is he winning now? Every game, basically, he plays. Don't underestimate the power of LeBron. LeBron goes to Cleveland, contender. LeBron leaves Cleveland, no longer contender. LeBron goes to Miami, contender. LeBron leaves Miami, no longer, no longer a contender. LeBron James goes back to Cleveland. Contender. Leaves Cleveland. No longer a contender. LeBron James goes to Los Angeles. Contender. It's not a mistake. It just, quite frankly, makes sense. Now, I want to tell you this. So, there was a couple reports that I saw that apparently Dwayne Haskins could be on the outs, on the chopping block for the Washington Redskins. Uh, there was a couple of reports that I, th I saw very interesting. I'm going to read them to you. League sources told Pro Football Networks, Tony Pauline, 
says that the expectation is Washington will make a bid for Rivers, Philip Rivers, and it will take a massive contract for him to sign with the organization. Now, here's the next report that I saw. Michael Silver of the NFL Network reported the update Friday and noted, there's a chance of the Redskins taking a quarterback with further increase if Alabama signal caller to attack Valoa receives a clean bill of health. Right? Why are those two reports in, reports important? You could make the argument, Daryl, it doesn't matter. They're not going to get Phillip Rivers. I agree with you. They're not. Daryl, it's just a smokescreen, a draft smokescreen. You know, everybody would want Tua. That could possibly, possibly be true as well. But here's what I'll say. When you're truly happy in a relationship, when you're truly happy with somebody, do you talk about getting somebody else? You see, the flashpoint in any relationship is this. When there's rumors swirling around, when there's all this minutia, all this talk, all this yick and yapping, right? You know, the relationship has gone south. When your boyfriend starts saying, hey, hey, Brittany, I kind of want to have Brittany over. I'm done with Michelle, man. I'm done with Michelle. That's when you know a relationship is on its last legs. And it doesn't mean the relationship's going to end that week, the next week, the month, the following year. But it means probably there's something underlying that isn't healthy, that isn't right. When you start always finding something wrong with her, she's clingy. She's annoying. I had a really good friend, one of my best friends, who broke up with his girlfriend recently. You know when I knew that when I knew that his relationship was really done, and he kept telling me they were on a break, and I was like, okay. You know what his relation? What I knew in my heart of hearts, eventually he's gonna break up with her. When he got a Tinder account and kept swiping right on every girl and said, "Daryl, is she attractive? Is she attractive? Is she attractive?" Hey, to other friend, I need more friends that are girls. Yeah, right. Everything isn't so fine and dandy. If Washington was truly sold on Dwayne Haskins. Why would there be any reports about them needing Philip Rivers? Why would there be any reports about them possibly taking a two-attack Valoa? You don't take two-attack Valoa to sit. You don't sign Philip Rivers to sit. Those two guys are guys that you want playing right away. In the case of Tua, you want him to be your franchise guy for years to come. Dwayne Haskins was supposed to be that guy. It's like... You sign up for a new job, right? You're a teacher. Let's say you're a teacher. High school just offers you a job as the English teacher. A year later, they are interviewing people for your exact job. What do you think that tells you? What do you think that tells you? And let's remember, Dwayne Haskins was the guy. I believe when Washington won one of their first couple games or their first game, he wasn't out there for the victory formation. You know what he was doing? Taking selfies with fans. Dwayne Haskins only had one year of starting in college. Was not very good this past year. Was not very good. Kyler Murray was better. All I'm going to say is this. Maybe Dwayne Haskins will start for the Washington Redskins in year two. Every single game but I'm not pretty sure if he's going to be the starter for year three. 
2020 maybe. 2021's a hell of a stretch right now. And that's just the truth of the matter. Now, coming up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, we're going to have Silas Garrison on the show. Coming up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Oh, we're back with Barbershop Sports Talk, and we have my good friend Silas Garrison with us. I haven't had you in person for a podcast. It may be about a year. Right. I don't know. Probably a year. Would you say a year? Uh, maybe even a little bit longer than a year, right? Could be. I mean, how many times have we done the podcast in person? Once? Mm-mm. We did it like three times in person. In person? Yeah. I know we did it once for sure. We like, did it three times. Once, twice, or three times. Anyway, yeah, anyway it, yeah. it, it hasn't... It's, it's been we can a look long... back in the documents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. Can get an archive for that. We can. Right. Uh, actually stayed over at my house. Mm-hmm. Watched the game. Hung out all day. Uh, had a fun time out last night. I didn't get into a bar even though I'm 21 because my ID, quote unquote, was fake. That was ridiculous. It was. That it was made, ridiculous. It tear up. I was crying. The, okay, so listen to this. So, we... We're, we're trying to get into this bar, um, and I, I I didn't even know that that bar was going to cost money, so, like, that was, like, the whole thing about it, and I talked, the, I talked to the guy, and he ends up saying, all right, you guys can go in, like, I end up talking him into going in for free, and <laughs> uh, he sees my ID, and in New York, what we have is, like, an ID where it's, like, it it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like sideways. one goes one goes sideways, yeah, sideways. But then like you had like uh, and then there's one that's vertical. Yeah, you have one that's vertical. Okay, so Daryl has the one that's vertical, which is the older one, and obviously the sideways one is the one that uh, that I had, and that's the one that he was looking for. So the security guard sees my ID. He's like, "All right, man, you're good to go." And he sees Daryl's. <laughs> he's like, "He's like, oh, oh, we can't accept this ID." <laughs> <laughs> and Daryl, Daryl's like. It's my ID. He's he's like it's not even a fake. Like it's a, it's a it's a legitimate ID. He's like I know it can't be your ID. Like the guy was even he was he wasn't even like why he was like he's like yeah it can be your ID but we can't take it. In Daryl's face, <laughs> well, the the nerve. I, I, I was the nerve. Up. I mean, he told me I, then I offered him a little money. I thought a little side, you know, it's five dollars. I offered that, and then I was he was like it don't matter. We can't accept it. And I was like. <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> he made the face again. <laughs> He's like, he said, "Sigh, it's not even like I was trying to sneak in. They literally, and it's not even about the money. They just don't want my ID, and it's my ID." Daryl was like, "Actually, I don't know if I should say what you said on on air." No, don't say what I said on air. I don't remember <laughs> what I said on air, but tell yeah. me off air. I'm yeah, I'll, I'll say it off air. I'm not gonna say what he said on air, but it was crazy. <laughs> okay, so here's what we have. NFL Players Association and the NFL contract negotiations and labor. Uh, apparently what it looks like right now is there's kind of a stalemate. Uh, it looks like star players are disagreeing from lower tier players about if they should accept the NFL's first proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I believe the first NFL proposal uh, it would add an extra game on for sure. Mm-hmm. Could be an additional teams to the playoffs and there's right. some other stuff. 
and maybe I was also looking at some other stuff that maybe there's lesser restrictions in terms of marijuana use and some other stuff, but maybe right. not. I think healthcare is a big issue too. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask, like, what do you think is kind of going on here? As somebody that you kind of have a little bit of a legal background, yeah, uh, somewhat. Yep. So, so what's your? Just give me your opinion, your overall view of the situation. Right. So <clears throat> I think I think it's I think the biggest thing is it just comes down to the dollars. Uh, so let's contextualize this a little bit. Um in a way that everybody can kind of understand this. So you have a bunch of millionaires trying to go against a bunch of billionaires, which are their boss, right? So they give you this players association, um, essentially for you to be in a position where like the players can get a voice, but you only have so much of a voice when the dude cuts your check, like when the owner cuts your check. So uh, the owners... They propose something to the players. And they're like, here, here's a package for you for I, for the new CBA. Yes. Okay. But everybody remembers the lockout from, what was it, 2008? 2000. Was it 2000? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, we remember yes, we yes. remember the last lockout. Nobody wants to go through that again. Because games were not missed, though. Games were not missed. Right, but it was, exactly. But in spite of the games not being missed, it still was damaging on the players on really everybody nobody wants to go through that again and i i don't blame them but here's what here's what happens when you rebel and this is just this is like the first step to revolution you have to ask yourself how far are you willing to go and these players i think they are very happy with the money that they're getting right now i don't think they want to see that compromised in any way so i think they're willing to accept this cba i'm sure that they're going to accept this cba not that it's right but it's just what's new it's the first thing on the table, and it's fluffed up in a way that makes things look better. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna pay you an, for an extra game. All right, well, I like money. See how sim- see how simplistic that is, but they'll take it. Um, in terms of like marijuana, all right, we'll be a little bit more lenient on the marijuana thing. Well, you should have been lenient on it in the beginning because it's legal in many states. So, like, you're not really giving me anything when you do what you're supposed to. So, I think the but then what's gonna happen is then you're gonna have people. Actually, I don't even want to get on that on the air, but you're going to have people who come in a position where they're like, oh, well, we should have never accepted this in the first place, but they don't even need a, they don't even need like a unanimous vote. They just need a majority ruling. So if one more than another person gets it, then they're going to they're going to uh, end up passing the CBA. So I'm 100 percent sure that the CBA is going to get passed. Okay, now I want to ask you, why do you think that the players have to acquiesce to the owners? Because if you compare it to like other sports, like you compare it to basketball, it seems as if there's a kind of a mutual partnership with Adam Silver in the league. Uh, I, I feel like both sides get what they want. It's not mm-hmm. necessarily one side. Even if you look at baseball, if you know what's going on with the whole cheating stuff, for God's sake, it's Major League Baseball. They gave the players an enemy mm-hmm. with the, uh, the, the, the the snitch on people, basically, for sign stealing. Right. Uh, so none of the players get in trouble, but you know managers and coaches get fired. Exactly. And everybody are getting fined, but you know the players are untouchable. So why is it in football where it seems the players get the short end of the stick? So I think for football, <clears throat> Roger Goodell and just really the owners, they don't really have a relationship with the players. And I think that's for one big reason. The NFL is a lot bigger than the NBA. So when you have 55 people on a roster, it's really hard to make a relationship and a connection unless you're one of the best players there or unless you're one of the starting 11. You only have five starters and like 11 people on a team in basketball. <laughs> so it's easier for owners to really understand and and get to know where the players are coming from in their individual team and then as it pertains to 
owners, look, I, I don't think it's any debate that Adam Silver has a better connection with his NBA teams than and players than Roger Goodell does with the NFL teams and players. So I think it's a matter of uh, like size, number one. And then I think it's the fact of the matter that it's from top to bottom. It's just a better, I think the NBA is just a better uh, well-ran program than the NFL is. Really? You think it's better run than the NFL? I think it's better. I think it's better ran. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the NFL tries to get involved in political conversations, but then they contradict themselves. The NBA, they let their players do the talking, and they often the owners, they stay they stay away from it. If they disagree, you never know about it unless you ask them directly. They are, a lot of times what I hear owners say in the NBA, I'm just I, we're going to do what's in the best interest of our players. You don't really hear that from NFL owners. It's kind of they always hit you with the there's a right way or wrong way to do things, and then they just blanket it like that because it's difficult to argue such a thing. So, I would say that Adam Silver. He always wants to, and he's he's been on the record saying this. He wants to uh, be in a situation where the players are happy, kind of like you said, and the owners are happy because then automatically, then him as this as the as the commissioner, he's going to be happy when both parties are are, are happy. But don't you think the way the NFL does it, the way the NFL does it, makes more money? Yeah, more okay, more money. That doesn't mean that it's ran the best. If we're, I mean, I guess, it's more it's more successful. Of the course, way yeah, they're doing it is much more. It's also successful. been around longer. Of course, it's going to be more successful if it's been around longer. That's no, no. That that's true. I, I agree, but I I think for the most part, NFL at least star NFL players are relatively happy with. And numbers are down in the NFL. Numbers are up in the NBA. Relatively compared to what they have been. I mean, I know this year they're on a downtick, but I mean, you're talking about in the NBA, there was like a five, six year like stint of it just can like increasing in terms of like popularity, notoriety, um, even even uh, and a lot of that has to do with internationally too, because it's such an international game. But the is basketball still way more popular, of course. But I'm saying it's no surprise that slowly but surely the numbers of viewers are uh, in the NFL are slowly starting to downtick. Uh, if you even look at the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl this year, down in ratings. I mean, that's I mean that's a national holiday. Slight, and that's slightly. Da- they, okay, but it's still down. And, that li- and what you're saying right now is big. That little slight thing that we're talking about right now, that's going to be massive if that continues in about five, seven, ten years. So it's something to pay attention to. We can talk about this. We, right. we can have a whole discussion about this. I, I think the NFL's like at like a fifty, and the NBA's like at a like a fifteen. If we're talking about maxing out, I would say twenty. I would, I would give them, I would give them twenty fifty. I would agree. I'm talking about, but see, you, I think we're just focused on right now. I'm talking about going forward. The game of basketball is just completely like getting bigger, not just in America, but in general, like in like in the world. I don't see that happening in football. And I, and I see the ratings going down in the United States. Now, now of course, you're like, all right, but it's not even negligible because it's it's not happening on, like, an extreme tick. But if that continues, it will be extreme. And 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 we are going to notice that over a period of time. So that's why I but say here's, right here's now. The thing, what the NFL okay, knows, I, we have to move on a little bit, but I just want to say. The NFL knows they're marketing towards. They're an American agree. sport. Uh, we're marketing towards teams. We're marketing towards brands. We're marketing towards people in America. The NBA is marketing towards... Uh, internationally, which which is a vast space, but that is a space with other different sports. For example, in Australia, it's cricket in Australia, right? People right. play cricket in Australia. Mm-hmm. In, in Europe and Africa and stuff like that, it's soccer. Uh, the ba- basketball is not necessarily... Basketball is not the number one global sport. Right. So they're 
playing in other domains, well, they'll never reach the level of those other sports internationally while, while in America, the NFL is like, we don't necessarily care, and even though they are talking a little bit about internationally, the NFL is like, we're going to dominate in America. We know our population, how much people we have, and we're going to control that space. Because the NBA will never be able to dominate that space worldwide. Of course. Because, again, the, the... And if they did, they'd be soccer. Uh, right. And nobody's exactly. soccer. And NFL is... I, 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 don't th- I don't think we're disagreeing. NFL is bigger. And it's... <clears throat> but I'm saying in terms of ran better, I'm talking about organ, organization-wise from the owners to the players and to, like, higher commissions. Like, I think they have a better... How about this? Maybe they're not ran better, but they have a, they have a better relationship. They have a better partner-boss relationship. I don't think the players in the NFL and Roger Goodell and the owners have as great of a player-to-boss-to-commissioner relationship as the NBA, which makes sense because the NFL is huge. It's hard to have a relationship when you got 55 people on a team. Okay, now I want to move on really quickly. So Tom Brady is caught on camera at a Syracuse basketball game with Julian Edelman FaceTiming Mike Variable the head coach for the Tennessee Titans. There's been a lot of connections about Tom Brady potentially going to Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill's a free agent, variable. He played with Tom Brady. Uh, do you think Tom Brady to Tennessee is a possibility? I take a sip of that right there. It might be imminent. You uh, think so? It might be imminent. No, I'm kidding. I don't see it happening. Um, I don't see him staying with the Patriots. I just don't see him to Tennessee uh, because. Last time I checked, they want to re-sign Tannehill. And Tannehill's cheaper, you know? And you're going to have him longer. So, I mean, Tannehill's like the best of both worlds right now. You mean to tell me I can sign him for five years, four years, and he's cheap, and he's young? Or I can get Tom Brady and get, what, maybe two more good years out of him, and he's a shell of what he once was? Okay, can, I not, can I not make this argument? Here's the problem. I, like, in the NBA, you can focus long-term. We can build a roster. We can get accumulated draft picks. In the NFL, I don't think you can focus long-term. Windows close every year in the NFL. If you look at, besides the Patriots the last 20 years, nobody gets in the Super Bowl every year. It's only the Patriots. The Patriots are the only team that has that level of consistency. So I think if you're every other NFL team, what you have to think of, how can we consistently improve our roster for next year? Not worry about the year before, the, the, the year after, five years down the road. What can we do this year to maximize our chances of winning? Okay, so I would challenge your point when you say that it's only the Patriots that have had a longest a, a long winning streak. I will say that they've had the longest. That doesn't mean that. I mean, I first of all, let's talk about Buffalo, four back to back championships. No, no, that's true. We could talk about the Cowboys. No, no, that's true. We but get, that I was pre salary cap, and I'm talking oh, about. I'm talking about okay. the modern. I'm talking about okay, the modern, modern, modern. I'm talking about okay. the modern era for right now. The Seahawks. They've replicated it to an extent, but not. The Chiefs, but not huge. The Chiefs might. The they're, Chiefs, the Chiefs very well might be that team, but we don't know because we thought ten years ago Aaron Rodgers and the Packers would do that. The Cowboys, and, and we haven't seen it. Not in the last twenty years. Oh, no, no, okay, okay. Heard, we, yeah, we, we saw Aaron Rodgers. We, we saw. We, we thought or Aaron salary. Rodgers would, would be doing the same thing Patrick Mahomes is, and it hasn't quite worked out for Aaron Rodgers like that. So what I'm saying is, I think for next year, Tom Brady is better than Brian Tannehill. They have a team that is that can See, win. I disagree. Well, I'm just saying, they have a team that can win now. Why not go all in this year, worry about next year later? Derrick Henry plays a punishing style. You're not going to have Derrick Henry five years from now. This is now. I don't think Tom Brady is better than Ryan Tannehill right now. And all you got to do, all, look, here's what happens. To, to everybody out there, I'm not, I'm not even just talking to my man right now, D-Lane. I'm trying to talk to everybody. 
This is what happens when you critique an all-time great like LeBron. Or like LeBron. Yeah, like LeBron. Like LeBron, like Tom Brady, like Lionel Messi. We're going to do the same thing one day with Floyd Mayweather. When you've been great for so long and then somebody tries to touch that greatness, you're a hater. Or you're being blasphemous and or disrespectful. I'm telling you I'm not being either. I'm being extremely objective. Now, if anybody knows how good Tom Brady is, it's Buffalo Bills fans. Because <laughs> he cooked us up like steak and beef for all of our lives. I don't even know what it looks like to beat Tom Brady consistently. <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. He is going to go down in history as the greatest NFL player of all time. That's me being objective. But I'm not talking about what you did three years ago or two years ago. I'm talking about what I see right now. And what I saw this year was Tom Brady being a shell of what he once was. Now, you can say he didn't have any receivers. And that's okay. If you want to tell me that he didn't have Randy Moss, fine. You want to tell me that he didn't have Amendola? Cool. You want to tell me that he didn't have Rob Gronkowski? Dandy. But if you're going to tell me for a second, one second, that Tom Brady in his prime doesn't make that team better, you're wrong. Because that's a Tom Brady I know. I know a Tom Brady that goes into any stadium and he can get people from Dorchester. That, that, no, no. And I, beat them. I and cook them. And be out by the fourth quarter. I agree. I, I, I agree. But here, let me phrase it to you this way. Let me phrase it to you this way. If Ryan Tannehill's on the Patriots, the, what, what happens? The same thing this year. Thank you. So, so the same thing happens. I think. So why would you? So that okay. So why would you throw? This is unintelligent. Why would you put all of your chips in one basket? What for a 41, 42 year old quarterback? He's better than your current quarterback. But, he, but but what's the evidence? What is your evidence that Ryan Tannehill is not better than Tom Brady now? Not, not his resume is better, but I'm talking about right now. I thought he was better this year. He was better this year. And Ryan Tannehill had more talent on offense. And Ryan Tannehill had not more talent on offense. Who had more talent on offense? Dude. <laughs> he had more talent yeah. on offense. And what's the best thing that helps out a quarterback? A running game. Hold on. So so now Sony Michelle's terrible. He's not Derrick Henry. Okay, fine. But, <laughs> he, but Tom not. Brady never had a Derrick Henry. So why does that matter? Tom Brady. Silas. What does Sony Michelle do in the playoffs? Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not Who the is same that other, Tom Brady. Who was that other Burkhead, Okay, right? there are different levels. Let me, let me explain to you this way. Tom Brady at his prime was an A+, right? Right now, he's deteriorated. He's a B-. He's, he's a B-. Tannehill's not a B. Tannehill at After his best. After this year. This right, year. This yeah, year. Tannehill is not a B-. Tannehill right now is a C. So Tom Brady at his Tannehill's worst. Tannehill's a C? No, I'm, I'm just telling you, that's the way I'm seeing it. I know Tom Brady isn't the same Tom Brady. Nobody's debating that. What I'm saying is, Tom Brady worse is still better than Ryan Tannehill now. You don't have any evidence of that. I saw Tannehill beat Tom Brady. With a better team. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, so now you want to talk team game. But you don't do that argument for LeBron. But it's okay. See how you did it? See how you did it? It's okay, though. I understand. I love LeBron. So, so I here love we LeBron. go. Now I love LeBron, right? The, I the, love the, I, I told you he's the top five player of all time. Blasphemous. He's one of the top five players ever. I, I, get so, I get so tired with this conversation. He's a top 25 athlete of all time. Top 25 athlete? We're not even on this. We're not even on this. <laughs> you know, he is a top 25. I do not. I do not. I do not believe that Tom Brady wants to go to the Titans. That's not, that's, I don't think that's the idea. How good will the Titans be if they have Tom Brady? Um, more or less the same. More or less the same. Let's, let's be, let's be transparent. The tight, the Titans were overachievers this year. Yes. So like, it's not like they were that great of a team to begin with. No. Um, so that's number one. And number two, Tom Brady, again, is not what he once was. If he was a B minus last year, that I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be a C plus to a C to a C this year. So you're still getting you're not getting receptive goods. 
you're still getting an average quarterback at best, which is exactly what Ryan Tannehill is. So under that premise, they will be more or less the same. Under that premise, what I just said, they will be much less the same. With the quarterback that's smarter, has more experience, and more mature one that you trust in the fourth quarter. Now, right here. Look, see? This is why, see? See? Right this is why I hate Tyler, doing this. Because you can just move on. No, you're a pretty strong dude. We're talking about the combine now. You're a pretty strong dude, right? How do you? How do we so, go so, on so to the have, combine? So, everybody always brags about the bench press and uh, the 40-yard dash. Do any of those two things replicate to actually, be, actually being good at football? The bench press? Yes. No. What combine? Really. What what exercise at the combine? Whether it be vertical, the the shown, the cuddle, the the shuttle sh- uh, cone. Which which one of those exercises best allows you to tell is this person can this person be good at football? Uh, I think it's agility. No matter what position that you have, you have to have agility. No matter what position. So I think the agility challenge is the biggest one. Now I have this for you, Silas. See. You're, you're an interesting guy, and I, I got a list of questions that are asked, that have been asked at the NFL Combine, and I'm going to ask. I'm going to be the NFL exec. You're going to be a player. You're going to get in the draft this year. Silas Garrison, he was the starting middle linebacker for Alabama, just was an All-American, a three-time national champion, since Silas is a winner and he loves winners, or, or so he says. Uh, but I'm going to Daryl hates me. I want you guys so to know I'm, that. I'm, He's, going, he actually hates so me. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. These are questions that have been asked by a player. That, mm. uh, that players have been asked. Do you find your mother attractive? What? These are questions that have been asked. Sorry, <laughs> not tell me. Yo, hold on, wait, 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 because my mom's gonna listen to this. Hold on, no, I just want, I just want to be transparent in the interest of full disclosure. Me and Daryl did not go over anything that we were going to say, so no, I did not see that coming. Okay, now can you ask that again? Do you find your mother attractive? Do I have to actually answer that? Well, how would you answer it? Somebody asked. Oh, it's okay. So like you're the okay. Yes. All right. So now let's start this over. So I'm answering it like like you're actually yes drafting me. Okay, go ahead. Ask that question. Is again. your mother attractive? I think it's disrespectful for you to ask me that question. Do you like men? These are questions that have been asked. You... Again, in the interest of full disclosure, I am not sexually attracted in any way, shape, or form to men. However, however, it is very disrespectful for you to ask me that question because we're talking about football. Okay. When did you lose your virginity? Again, has absolutely nothing. When I was with your mom. Okay. Is your Look, Daryl, you're going to have me say some crazy stuff up in this piece. It, it, it gets, I'm about to go to the hood. It, it gets worse. It gets worse. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> and I love you, Mama Silas. Is your mom a prostitute? No, but your wife is one. Okay. Do you want me to... We could do this the whole time. What? What is your murder weapon of choice? My hands. Would you rather be a cat or a dog? Oh, a dog. Why? Um, I don't know. I like puppies. And why would you? Why is your murder weapon of choice your hands? Because I don't want. See, <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this because I don't want any excuses. <laughs> I don't want you to say I had to use a weapon. When I kill you, I want you to know that I did it with my bare hands. I've uh, again, in the interest of school, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I've never put my hands on anybody. <laughs> That's a joke. I've never killed anybody. Why are they asking these questions? Wait, what are we doing right now? These are questions, that are, are, these are questions that are asked. That's Silas. wild. That's these are, OD. These are que- oh, we're not even close to done. Where are you sitting on a bus speeding up a mountain? Where am I on the bus? Yes. Well, white people will want me in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Where does the sun rise and where does it set? Where the sun, where the sun doesn't shine. <laughs> yeah, how about that one? 
would you like to share your internet history with us? Uh, yes, you can follow me at Sincerely Silas on Instagram, please. Okay. What color is chocolate? <laughs> chocolate love. <laughs> Sci-fi, Silas, you heard? No, 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 that's trademark. Chocolate love, Silas. Okay. That's trademark. Boxers or briefs? Panties. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, what are they saying? Dude, I, I'd be messing with them. If, if it was me, I'd be messing around. How many ways could you use a brick and a fight? Do you want to find out? <laughs> <laughs> like, What team do you play in Madden? I play a lot. I think if I'm, an, if I'm going for a championship, um, guys, I'm sorry. I, I take the, I'm taking this one seriously because I'm, I'm crazy when it comes to Madden. Uh, my weapon of choice would probably have to be the Cowboys. Even though I don't like the Cowboys, I'd probably have to pick them. What kind of fish are you? A catfish. <laughs> <laughs> are you afraid of clowns? Yes. I am extremely, I've, I've had terrible experiences with clowns, yes. I'm okay, so serious question, if, some, if somebody's knocking on your house at night with a clown costume, what are you doing? Getting my knife. Really? Yeah. Well, I thought your murder weapon of choice was your hands. Okay, not if it's <laughs> a knife. Oh, cut off. Hold on, hold on. Guys, guys, I am completely changing that if it's, if it's a clown. A clown, because their smile is devious. It's a lie. Okay, now, says, here's what I want to ask you. So, LeBron James has been playing at a super high level this year. Uh, 35 years old, and you talked about this extensively off the air, probably the second best player, top three, yeah. uh, in my opinion. Maybe top five for sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Why is LeBron able to be this good this late in his career, and how impressive is it to you? Um, well, number one, it's extremely impressive. Uh, one of the things that has frustrated me about LeBron James' legacy is the things that he's breaking at age 35, a lot of the records in which he's breaking. Um People are arguing me by saying, well, it took him this long to do it, which is utterly ridiculous. Um, it just says it, you shouldn't be condemned for doing what LeBron James is doing because he had more years to do it. If anything, that speaks to his greatness that he was able to do it for a longer period of time. Um, and I think longevity is a part of greatness. So you can't say, well, it took LeBron this long to do it or he's had this many years to do it because his longevity just speaks to the greatness in which he's uh, calculated over his career. Uh, the way he's been able to do it, I think it's been uh, uh, pretty well documented, right? A lot of it has to do with the way in which he's taken care of his body. I mean, LeBron is truly a genius in this regard. He realizes that you only have a certain amount of years to uh, make money with your body. So you want to maximize those years as much as you can um, because then that's going to maximize how long you have endorsements and things of that nature. He recognizes this and he just wants to, like I said, maximize it as for, for an extended period of time. So he's put millions and millions of dollars into his body because yes, while he doesn't have it now, he's going to number one, make that back in endorsements. And number two, it's only going to further his revenue going forward. So it's been a very smart strategic plan for him to make money with his body to then save a lot of money and make even more money later on. So I want to get you caught on this. I want this on the record again. Where is LeBron right now in the NBA? Is he the best player? 
Because you know there's a man in Milwaukee. I, I, Giannis, is better. Giannis is better than LeBron right now. There's also a man in... Uh, um, Although it's extremely close. Um, There's also a man with cornrows. Giannis is the best player in the league. I think it goes Giannis. I think it goes LeBron. I think I, I got... A lot of people are hurt, man. A lot of people are hurt. I'll go... Yeah. I'm going to have to go... Giannis, LeBron, AD, Kawhi. You think AD is a better basketball player than Kawhi Leonard? I would rather have AD on my team than Kawhi. Okay. Who's a better defender? Who's a better defender? AD. AD. AD can guard whatever you need him to. He can guard guards. We've seen it. He can guard centers. I can't. Can I say the same thing about about? Kawhi. No, I cannot. And then in terms of offense, we obviously know what AD brings to the table. I'm sorry, he's a better player. He might now, he might not necessarily be a better fit for a team because because uh Kawhi's gonna have the ball more, obviously. So he might not be a better fit, but in terms of a better player, like one that I can fit on my team and my roster, who would I pick? I would pick AD. And you would be in the lottery, and you would get fired. I would be in the lottery. Oh, I would be in the lottery. That's interesting. That's interesting. So how many times did he make the playoffs? Let's talk about this. Let's talk. <laughs> what does that have to do? Wait. What, so what are you telling me? I'm saying you're you, in no, the lottery. What, no, really. What are you telling me? Okay. So Kawhi. Kawhi has played with Tim Duncan. He's played with Mono Ginobili, and he's played with Tony Parker. Are we going to add that in? His finals MVP on that team. Thank you. What are you telling me? Again, you said in your own conviction that they were older. So, of course, he was going to be the finals MVP because he was a future star. Okay, that's one. So, pay attention to that world. He's played with better players his entire life. And then he gets a LeBron James. And now they're the best in the in the West. So, so what are you telling me? He's never played with a great player. And then when they did have a great player, all he had was a hurt Boogie Cousins, which they were only, which way they were on pace to be top three, top four in the East that year. You are disrespectful to Kawhi. Here we go. Okay. See, and this is what I'm he saying. Hates Kawhi you, you, he, he hates listen to what he says. He Whenever Kawhi I disagree with him, he just says that I'm being disrespectful. I just made a very good argument as to why AD has been very good. I think you hate the quiet ones. Okay, Silas. Here's my here's my last question for you, Sai. Okay. Am I allowed to answer it? Yeah, you're allowed okay, to answer it. So James Harden, Giannis Antetokounmpo, they have a little bit of a back and forth. Giannis, the all star uh, all star selection for the picking of the teams is on video for TNT, right, about a month or so, about three, four weeks ago before the All-Star game. Giannis says he doesn't want to pick James Harden because he wants someone that will pass the ball. Rachel Nicholas on the MKs to jump interviews James Harden about it. James Harden says, well, and he kind of talks about how Giannis's game requires no skill because he's just dunking on everybody, and he actually has to work on his game. Mm-hmm. Do you think James Harden has a point? On Giannis? Yes. Um, first of all, let me let me let me say this. I love that James Harden clapped back. Uh, I think he had every right to. I think Giannis is starting to get a little full of himself, which I would too if I'm gonna win back to back MVPs. Um, however, uh, I probably would have said something better if I was James Harden. I would have been like, well, I I'll, I know one thing's for sure, two things for certain. If you want to stop me, you don't have to sag off thirty feet. Because we remember what that happened. It, do we have to remember that? I remember in our conference finals, a dude with corn rolls sagged off you and said, like the rope-a-dope, give me your best shot. And you, and you were a one-trick pony. 
And that's the reason why you're sitting here without a ring. So don't come for me. Last time I checked, boy, neither of us got jewelry. So that's what I would have said. However, however, Giannis is extremely gifted and talented. The man is six foot eleven with handles. He's athletic, he's fast, and he probably plays the best defense outside of AD and Kawhi in the entire NBA. So, no, it's not smart for him to say that, but at the same time, I have to recognize that I feel like James Harden was just clapping back. And a lot of times when you clap back, it doesn't really make sense. You're just trying to, you know, get the last word, like you do. Like he does! Go ahead. Silas, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, guys. Thank you for having me, Daryl. Now, coming up next, after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk, I'm going to admit how I was wrong. I always talk about how I was right. I'm going to self-scout and be objective and tell you what I was wrong about. Cut up next after the break on Barbershop Sports Talk. Barbershop Sports Talk, and once again, I want to thank Silas Garrison for coming on. Uh, Silas stayed over at my house for the last couple days, had uh, some fun. <laughs> Silas is a very funny and interesting dude, uh, to say the least, to say the least. But that's what I love about Silas. And the the quote that I will remember, the quote that, the, the thing that we talked about that will never, I will never forget the story we told when they did not let me in the bar because my ID, quote unquote, was not real. And Silas was cracking up and cackling and yik yakking the whole time, right? Now, I, I, I'm like, to, to the guy, I'm like, can I get, it's five, I'll give you ten. And he's like, it's not even about the money, bro. But something I will say about Silas, Silas gets into bars and nightclubs for free. And I have never seen it. I don't understand. I'm not complaining. I wish I had that type of magic. And there was one place he almost got in. When they had a stamp, they had a stamp on you, and he still almost got in. He, he didn't end up getting in, but he almost got in. So, Silas is the guy, if, if anybody wants to get in any place that they're not supposed to, for free, F-R-E-E, without paying, without paying any green, without giving up any green, right? For free, with no green, talk to my man, Silas. Now, a couple of weeks ago, during the trade deadline, when the Houston Rockets traded away Clint Capella, they got back. Robert Covington, and went all in on small ball. P.J. Tucker was now going to be their center, and P.J. Tucker's like 6'5", 6'6", on a good day. I blasted the Rockets, and I said it was nonsensical, idiotic. I was baffled, and I didn't understand it. And I, and I quote, I believe this is one of the things I said, I made the comment, trying to win this way is like, it's nonsensical and makes no sense because it goes against everything that basketball is about, right? Basketball's all about height. It's almost like, if we're relating this to talking to girls, it's almost like you go up to a girl and you ask out this girl you have a crush, a crush on, without getting a sh- without getting in the shower, and without brushing your teeth, and you come up, your break, your breath stinks, and you say, "Hey, Susie, wanna go to prom?" And Susie laughs at you, right? It it doesn't work. It can happen. Susie could say yes. In an alternate universe, Susie could say yes. But she usually doesn't say yes in that situation. But maybe 
I misunderstood this one part. Daryl Morey's smarter than you, me, and everybody else. And of course, he's a Daryl. He has to be smart. And he just knows everything. And maybe Daryl Morey plus James Harden, who's, like I said, one of the best perimeter scorers of all time, probably top five for sure. And a Russell Westbrook, one of the most athletic, competitive freaks of nature of all time. And Dan Tony, one of the greatest offensive innovators of all time. They're all like Leonardo DiCaprio. So it's like Leonardo DiCaprio comes up to Susie. You know, breath smells a little bit. Didn't necessarily shower the last couple of days. He comes like, hey, Suze, you want to go to prom? She's like, oh my gosh. Maybe that's how it is. Because, and I remember I said this, just because it can't, it, there's no track record of it happening, it's not likely to happen, it doesn't mean it can't happen. Right now, Russell Westbrook is playing the best basketball of his life the last 10 games. He's averaging 35 points. He's shooting 57% from the field and 43% from three. Now, you, me, and Dupree all know Russell Westbrook has never been known for efficiency. Here's Russell Westbrook's career marks. Field goal range, 44%. His career marks from three-point range, 30%. Russell Westbrook, the last 10, game, last 10 games, let's put this in perspective. The last 10 games, he's shooting 57% from the field. His career, he's a 44% field goal shooter. 44%. Not very efficient. For his career, Russell Westbrook shoots 30% from three-point range. Last 10 games, Russell Westbrook shooting 44%. His numbers are going up exponentially, and he's playing great. James Harden's doing what James Harden always does. Their defense hasn't suffered too much. Their rebounding hasn't suffered too much. And they've won like the last 8 out of 10 games. And they're playing very well. And they could end up being the 2 seed in the West. Which would put them in great position. Even if you remember. The night. Uh, around the last couple the, the couple days. They traded Clint Capella. They played the Lakers. What do we always talk about when it comes to the Los Angeles Lakers? Their size. They have Dwight Howard. They have JaVale McGee. They have Anthony Davis. They have LeBron at point guard. Who's freaking 6'9". They're a big team. And Houston out-rebounded them. And beat them at Staples. At Staples. So, maybe I underestimated Houston. Maybe they're all combined. Like I said, you combine Daryl Morey with Mike D'Antoni with James Harden with Russell Westbrook, you get Leonardo DiCaprio. Hey, you know what else I said? I said, it's almost like trying to do the small ball thing. It's almost like you say, I have an exam in a week, and all I'm going to do is smoke weed, drink beer, and go out every night and not sleep. And I'm going to pass. Well, you know what? If you're one of the sm if you're a genius, you might be able to get away with that. And if you have an identical memory, <laughs> you might be able to get away with that. But most people can't. Maybe Houston is just different. And I think the most impressive thing about Houston is they have all bought in. Russell Westbrook has bought into the system. James Harden has bought into the system. PJ Tucker has bought into the system. PJ Tucker is the, the the unsung hero of all this. He's six five playing center, and he's like, yes sir, no sir, anything to help the team. They have a complete buy-in of the system, and I think that's part of what makes it so extraordinary and why they're winning and having so much success. So I'm going to apologize to the Houston Rockets. Houston is live. Houston is a live team, and nobody is going to want to play them. And now, what I'm going to do is this, right? We're having the NFL Combine going on, so I'm going to give you my awards for every quarterback, for, for a lot of the mainstream quarterbacks in, in the draft and for the combine, right, in honor of the combine. So 
this is what I'm going to do. We're going to have awards for each player. So first, we're going to give the award for best quarterback. Overall quarterback right now, here today. Joe Burrow. We all know what he did in college. Was the Heisman Trophy winner. I believe he won the Maxwell Award as well. And he won a couple other awards. Uh, unanimous best college football player. His team went undefeated. Won the national championship. Very accurate. Has a decent arm. And is a better athlete than you think he is. He is complete in his development more so than a lot of other, more so than a lot of the other quarterbacks in the draft, and I think he's the best one right now. Now, most talented quarterback, most talented. This award goes to Tua Tagovailoa. I think he's Joe Burrow, but you take it up a notch. I don't think he doesn't have the ideal physical size of Joe Burrow. Also, Joe Burrow is a lot more durable, but Tua has winning pedigree, has winning pedigree, just like Joe Burrow does. Joe Burrow won a national championship at LSU. Tua Tagovailoa won a national championship at Alabama and actually went to two national championships at Alabama. Tua's a little bit more athletic than Burrow is. He's more accurate, in my opinion, and he has a little bit of a bigger arm, and he throws a prettier ball. But there's issues of, can Tua stay healthy? You know, the hip. So he's not the best, but I think he's the most talented. Now, here's where we, you know, have a little bit of a difference. Justin Herbert, the quarterback from Oregon. Herbert gets the gym, gets the weightlifting award, gym t-shirt award. When you look at him in the gym, you're like, oh my gosh, this dude is a freak of nature. We need him on our team. Josh Allen got that award a couple of years ago. When you look at a Carson Wentz who got that award a couple of years ago, when you look at them physically, they're just different. Justin Herbert is 6'6", athletic, can move, has a solid arm, and was really the number one projected overall pick to, in the, this upcoming NFL draft for most of the year until Joe Burrow kind of surpassed him. So that's Justin Herbert's award. Now, Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah, Jordan Love gets the athlete award. Really good athlete, really explosive, can has a lot of very good physical traits. I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I think he's the guy that athletically has a lot of stuff that you're like, okay, this is kind of special. And the last award I'm going to give out, best utility guy, Jalen Hurts. I keep telling people this, Jalen Hurts, I, I don't know if Jalen Hurts will ever be a, a starting NFL quarterback, but there is a place in the NFL for Jalen Hurts, whether he's a running back, receiver, whether you have him on the punt team, all the stuff that Sean Payton and in New Orleans and what they're doing with Taysom Hill, Taysom Hill, Jalen Hurts can do that. So, and Jalen Hurts is a leader, he's smart, he's coachable, and he's strong. I think there's a place for him in the NFL on a 50-man roster. And that's it for my awards. And now I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this episode of Barbershop Sports Talk, the 134th episode. We will be back on Wednesday. So let's see how the spring break, where it takes us. Like, you know, there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff that happens. Probably a lot more interesting stories. Probably going to hang out with Silas again. And also, I want to thank Silas again. Appreciate him staying. Uh, slept over my house. Had a really fun time with Silas. Always love having Silas on the show. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode, the 134th episode of Barbershop Sports Talk.